I'll ask the fans, is this really happening? Is this real? Future real. A to Z, innit? All right, hello and welcome to Maiden A to Z. Uh, my name is Eric, and with me, as always, is Mr. Jonathan. Yep. And we have not one, but two guests this week. Dun, dun, dun. For these two songs, we have Mr. Mortimer is back. Hello. Good to be back. Thank you. And Mortimer, coming in from London. Mm. Yeah. Almost, almost London, anyway. It's a borough, right? Near enough, near enough, yeah. Our other guest today, Peter, is coming in from a borough, I guess you could say. Hello. Yes. Valentina, north of Stockholm. Welcome back. Last time you missed the train, so we had to do it like an extra episode. Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of embarrassing, but you know, uh, the technic- the technical errors are always present, you know. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm glad to be back. Uh, nice of you having me here again. I hope I can have some sort of input. I'm quite excited, so there we go. Yeah, yes. should be fun. Mm. And what's the topic today? We got two. Songs, two very different songs, I would say, from two very different eras. Uh, two different singers, even. Um, different singers, different drummers. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Different yeah. drummers as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a guitarist on one song, it's not on the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and actually, both, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to confuse myself further. Um, they do have a, quite a bit of uh, like uh, discrepancy, right? These two yeah. tracks. D- different, different producers? Yeah, mm-hmm. different producers as well. We haven't, well. We haven't talked too much about that. We could start there, actually, because I think we haven't really addressed... Um, is it Melvin Grant or is that the artwork? He did the artwork, I believe. Nigel Green. That's the Nigel, Green. Nigel Green, that's the guy. Yeah. We haven't really talked about that guy in, in this podcast. Like. Has he done a lot of work with the bands other than Virtual Eleven? I mean, I've heard the name prop up every now and again, but... I think he did, didn't he? Um... Live at Donington, maybe? I think he is in a band, Voodoo Six, together with uh, oh, yeah, Joe, I've heard Joe Lazarus. Before, yeah. Joe Lazarus, mm. and I think also Richie Faulkner was involved there for a bit. Ooh. So they're kind of a, uh, a gang of itself, you know. What? Yeah, yeah. This probably is not the right guy. This is Nigel Green, a character actor from uh, South Africa. No, that's probably not the same guy. And he's dead, but he's been dead since <laughs> 72, so that's obviously not the right guy. I think um, uh, I think Nigel Green might be a member of Radiohead as well. Well, no, I don't know. I, I might be wrong on that. Very British yeah. name again. Nigel. Yeah, very, yeah, very English. Yeah. We're all making plans for Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> good song do you know what uh, while we're on that topic very briefly yeah. I read the other day that uh, in 2020 there were no babies in the UK called Nigel that is yeah. awesome <laughs> awesome <laughs> awesome bit of trivia I think yeah yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> cool I mean bit of an old man name to be fair I reckon but yeah like, I mean, it wouldn't be calling like your kids Adolf or anything, you know. That's like a, very, <laughs> yeah. that's like a, yeah. that's like a bit of a Classic. weird turn, isn't it? But uh, yeah, but that's but, yeah, also the, probably very. But, sorry, there, there's no like you know, there's there's one particular Adolf who I would say maybe ruined the party for everyone else. <laughs> uh, I, I can't point out one Nigel, unless people really didn't like the the virtual eleven. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why they're naming kids after him. <laughs> but Nigel is such a name, you know. It has that no, no, British. Yeah. It has a British sound. Isn't that the weirdo in The Office UK as well? The very white guy. Uh, Gareth. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's the guy, Gareth the bowl cut. Yeah. That's the guys you have down at the pub. You have Gareth. You have Nigel, and you have Paul. Yeah. yeah. Normally, I would think. Well. And also, also the butler in the Franny Fine. Niles. Ah, oh, yeah, Niles. Sorry, mm-hmm. Niles. Niles is a good yeah. name. I'm a big Fraser fan. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, we're not talking. The song is not called Nigel Green. The song we're going to be talking mm-hmm. first is a song called Future Real. Future Real. I think it's a bit of a standout track because it's so mm-hmm. effective and short and it's a Harry's composition I guess not no longer of late it's pretty early by today's standards yeah like it's, yeah this it's, is it's quite yeah, close do you know what I, I was actually thinking earlier the fact that um from the Eps factor on like a lot of people call that modern maiden but but there's more of a um, time difference now between virtual 11 to now to compared to um Number of the Beast to sure. Virtual Eleven, like well, yeah, another yeah. another decade, like at least, you know, and mm. people would probably call that Modern Maiden, wouldn't they? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Not everyone, but but some people would. Do you remember if you heard them um, like um, Blaze Maiden while they were still their band, like in '98, for example? Yeah, um, I I wasn't into Maiden uh, at that point, but I mean. Um, so I, I'm I'm the wrong I'm the wrong uh, man to ask I guess but um, well it pretty much goes for all four of us like we didn't have a grasp of the band at the time I just remember that they had another singer but that was I, just when I kind of got into the band and then poof it was reunion so I remember um, um, a, a clip from SVT uh, the state television in Sweden they were doing a gig at Arenan I think mm-hmm. uh, i Frisuset. And uh, they oh, yeah. interviewed the band, and it—it's such a difference between what happened. I think this was '96 or '97 or something. Um, they did the interview, and um, it's such a difference if you compare to when uh, Bruce was back uh, to uh, Brave New World. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, going from like free. Three thousand pers- uh, three thousand people of the audience in Stockholm to fifty thousand, you know, or yeah, more than 000. more than tenfold. It was at least, yeah. you know. So it, it's, I believe, this ties into the record future, uh, uh, Virtual Eleven. Uh, I mean, where the band was with uh, with Blaze, and then compare it to what happened when Bruce came back. Mm-hmm. I mean, even both ways, like the album is le- less good than it could have been because they're already saving saving up tracks. We talked about before. Dream of Mirrors was in the makings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blood Brothers was done. And, uh, you know, Blaze uh, liked that tune, but it was not on the album. So there, it's already a bit of tactic going on here. Like, uh, even um, yeah. even the, the Mercenary, right? Did that get written around that kind right. of time as well? That, that one too. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I think Dream of Mirrors and Blood Brothers, they could have made uh, a really good album mm. of Virtual Eleven, whereas Mercenary, maybe that would just be more of the same. I think in that instance, Future Real is, is a cooler track. 
What do you think, Eric? I'd say so, yeah. You haven't, we yeah, haven't talked a ton about it. You know, I, I like to mention it now and again because I, I think it's an energetic, nice tune. I think it's um, it's one of the first Blaze tracks I remember really, really digging with, even with, because also when I when I heard the Blaze era stuff initially, you know, I've mentioned this before, the there were sort of these cooler, older kids who informed me, well, you're not supposed to like that because that's not the real guy. Same with Peter. Uh, yeah. 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 So, uh you know, so I didn't necessarily was, you know, I sort of listened to it anyways a little bit. And I like a lot of it I didn't like uh, because I don't know how much of that was, you know, with hind- in hindsight, I don't know how much of that was just me not liking it because I was told not to or if I actually didn't like it. But Future Real, you know, that got me. That, that got me hooked immediately. Uh, it's way more energetic than, uh, you know, anything else you'd on that or even the, even the album, especially in the album before. This is this is a, a lot of times when you get. When Bruce does a version of a Blaze era track, you know, or even they do like a live version of one, it sounds more energetic. There's more oomph to it, but I don't think there is more oomph in the live version they do this one. No, I think I think they're. they're oh, no, they're, they're, I mean the Clansman. This is come on. I mean, the yeah, Cla- yeah. the Clansman is yeah. my one of my favorite songs yeah. uh, with mm. Blaze. And when I look at uh, or hear the live takes with Bruce, it's no comparison. I mean, that's. Are you one prefer the Blaze? Because that yeah, one, the, a lot the, of people uh, like. I don't. I, I, I I believe at least the studio track I think is spot on. Um, no, yeah, yeah. I just I just I think that like if you have take a say take a track like uh, Lord of the Flies when they do that now I mean nowadays I say nowadays this was two thousand three one tour but when yeah. they yeah. But yeah, when they pulled it out then it, it sounds there's a bit more oomph to it that in the studio version whereas this yeah. Future Real has a it's it's just fucking going off on all you know all yeah, five yeah. or yeah. six cylinders oh. on the album version too. Um, I would say I agree and also uh, disagree, but just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the drums are way cooler in the '99 version. Like Nico is so much uh, more animated. Yeah, yeah. It's just night, yeah, and that, day, that night and day. But we talked about the drums before on Virtual Eleven. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, if you were around for that conversation, Peter. But uh, apparently, a lot of them have been tracked blindly, and uh, that's kind of fun when you are here because I forced you to track a lot of stuff blindly yeah, <laughs> because I'm just not fucking done with the tune. It's just. You don't like it. Uh, no, neither no, no. did Nico. It's uh, <laughs> not a nice job to have. You just play, but you don't get to hear anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine like tracking completely blindly. I mean, I'm not a drummer anyway, but uh, that'd be that'd be such a nightmare for me. Did anyone tell Nico? Yeah, you you get the tempo track, and uh, this part is like the verse, and this part is like the bridge, and this part is is the the chorus just go go with that thinking or is it did he write it on a piece of paper or what did he do well i got this info from henrik our most prolific drummer guest told us this way back and yeah. i was interested to hear that because it explained a lot to me like you don't get the same like when you play and listen to yeah. Nick when he's playing he's going you know you know, and it's just yeah, he's, yeah. he's singing a lot and feeling the music. And I have a drummer I like a lot, uh, uh, Canadian woman, I think, uh, Indian origin, uh, Sarah Thrower. And she's a lot about, you know, singing and enjoying uh, drums, uh, like dancing, singing as you play, because it's not really that you can't separate them too much. Uh, like it's, it's a park of instruments that has to be enjoyed like a, almost an orchestra, I think. You need to know yeah. what's going on. Otherwise, you're not going to put any extra spice in there. And I mean, Nico has a lot of secret sauce. That's a big part of his of his sound, I think. Uh, which you don't get on this album. And I don't think it's Nigel's, Nigel Green's fault. But mm, it comes yeah. down to production and it comes down to Steve, probably. I think. It, yeah. it, it was only after they brought in Kevin that they um, 
they played like live in in the studio, right? I think before that they were right, right. And it's interesting yeah. to hear that you're doing that with your band because you're slightly younger than us, and uh, I think yeah. it was very uncommon in the turn of the millennia. It was all about tracking. It was still the eighties thing, you know, almost like tracking drums and cymbals separately to get the division. Yeah, in, you know. In in fact, mm. um, we. Uh, well, my 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 guitarist, like the, the the guitarist in our group, Cameron, like he he knows the guy. Um, uh, Cameron's a little bit younger than me; he's twenty four. I'm twenty eight now. But he went to school with a guy who uh, who's recording a debut EP at the minute, and um, I follow them on Instagram. And like from from the looks of it, they've been doing tracking, you know, individually. And uh, but I think I think this guy, like his mum and dad, are like paying for everything, you know, and uh, have books a proper like top end studio and uh spending a fortune on everything and uh i don't know i kind of like what what we did a bit more i feel i feel like all, all the songs like they were ready to go by the time we got in the studio like we've been playing them forever and um we got in and we did it but having only recorded that one time i don't know if it's probably like my default way of wanting to work in the future but i i did quite enjoy it I, yeah i enjoy the feeling of playing live anyway it's really cool yeah and i mean maiden never looked back and I think they never would. No, I talked no. about this at length with Ben uh, because of you know a lot of controversy on on Kevin Shirley as well. Like a lot of men, fans don't like him, and I keep saying also yeah. that it's also a matter of comfort. It's not only like um, how they plan to do it or like the ambition. It's also comfort. Mm. Like, mm. This is yeah, so yeah. much more comfortable for the band than doing. Uh, I don't know which one would have been hardest. Maybe Summer in Time was hard. God, yeah, that would have been a nightmare, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, there was uh, three cities, you know, three, three almost yeah, like three yeah. different continents, mm. almost. And uh, I mean, uh, to bring in Eric on this, like producing, I I made a couple of demos for you guys um, mm-hmm. um, a while back, and that was also recorded live. And then we just yeah. add you again, like a left guitar, and we already yeah. have the right guitar from the take, and that's kind of become the way to do it. And I think it's it's funny in that sense because it used to be the only way. And then it was the old way. And mm, then yeah. now it's rapidly becoming the only way again. If you're doing rock, why, why handle it like electronic music? Yeah, if, it's yeah. a, if it's a band, you know. I mean, I'll say this. I've never been as comfortable in a recording situation as we were for that one. I mean, for me, me personally, I don't know the other guys. Because I've done a lot of things where you go into a place, you have very tight, there's a very small amount of time. Uh, the producer is not familiar with your stuff. Not that you were particularly familiar with it, but you heard a bit of it. And yeah. also, you know, you were, you were a friend. There was no rush. And we still did it pretty fast. Yeah. But you know, if you're if you're there, someone who's not not interested in what you're doing just wants to you know just get 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 you in and out quickly. Um, I think I learned a lot from like Peter. You're rolling with the punches, really. <laughs> you know, yeah, just like yeah, you this have is to. what's comfortable. I mean, this is what not what's not comfortable. You know, and you're going to introduce ways that are very, for me, uh, like uh, just looking at the product. It makes sense. Yeah. Maybe like what Steve did here. Looking at the product is like yeah, it's all it's all it all fits in my head. But if it doesn't fit in your head when yeah. you're laying it when you're laying it down, mm. you're just gonna it's gonna be utility playing really, and that that's no. what that's the biggest problem with Virtual Eleven. I think it could have gone a lot further with a, a, a livelier sound, you know. Mm. And just again, I learned this from working with friends, and also when I do things now, like I don't think I could be the most technical guy in a producer mm. chair. So I try to emphasize a lot on how it feels to do it. Singers are very particular too. Like yeah. uh, if you just give them away and say this is the way to record, they're not going to be happy. You know, no. they have to be involved in it. You know, I, I think the album probably would have turned out a bit better too if um if the producer or whoever actually like had a word with Steve and went like, okay, you need to rein it in a bit more. Like you're repeating 
that one phrase a bit too much like a you know that, <laughs> that guitar harmony band, isn't it, eh? that guitar <laughs> harmony is a bit a uh, bit lackluster or uh, ill-advised you know ill-advised uh, <laughs> yeah um there are good i mean to talk about the album on a whole like there are good good moments but um unfortunately i think it i think it does get weighed down by uh I don't know how kind of like uninspired it can feel a lot of the time. Uh, There's a kind of like they're on yeah. auto autopilot. I don't know. Yeah, almost like not uninspired, but it's almost like they didn't have time to get inspired. More like they were going, or oh yeah, that'll they, do, that'll do. Or maybe yeah. they couldn't put all the like all the chips in. They couldn't bet all on on yeah. red or on orange yeah. in this case, whatever they asked this album. The red be. and the black. Yeah, they couldn't <laughs> yeah, because '99 they're already touring with Bruce and Adrian back, right? Yeah, it's it's on the cusp. It's a cusp. Album. Yeah. So September of '99, they were out. They were out doing. They were out on the road with Adrian and Bruce again. Mm. Um, it's so weird. No, but like you get these things on this album. Like uh, it's so weird that you have like the sort of like uh, fucking like um, the Clansman, which is such a amazing you know classic like fucking you know just amazing song yeah. on there. And then yeah, like just definitely. few just a little bit later. Mm. You have, you know, don't look to the eyes of stranger. We made fun of, we made fun of that quite a bit. As well. um, yeah, so if, if you missed that joke, uh, the one we made fun of the most. I don't think that. The, the, only, the, only, the, only, the only time Nico makes the umpa umpa drum drums and yeah, exactly, it, it, uh, yeah. it's like he shouldn't be doing that. I mean, no. it sounds so. Uh, that must be playing blindly, right? And Steven's yeah, just like, yeah. oh, yeah, speed yeah. up, baby, could speed up. Yeah. Like, how? how much um, fucking longer have I got to play, Harry? <laughs> a little bit more, Nick, a little bit more. No. <laughs> double time, double time. But they never, that's not the maiden sound. <laughs> no, no, and the break is off. The break breakdown or the stops with the da 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 da. I mean, <laughs> I like that. Also, also the, the very end where he just like sings everything very fast with like. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what What's that about? That's yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a laughing fit with this. Me and Peter and our, and uh, our guitarist yeah. at the time, Frederick. It was like, yeah. like that, that, I think it was. We call it like the peak peak Harris. It's so Harris. It's like yeah. it fits. Yeah. It fits. It's all we're, we're not fucking changing it. All right. You do what I tell you. All right. But uh, we should get into lyrics here. Uh, let's bring in yeah, uh, Peter. Okay. Peter then for for lyrics. Like uh, uh, this again is probably not the deepest of puns. Uh, but uh, hey, <laughs> free interpretation. What's the song about? It's like I, I mean, lyr the lyric lyrical bit right here is. Um, I mean, it's open for interp for interpretation as uh, as you see fit. I think, but it's about. For me, at least, the, the stress, the stress. Oh, the stress. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, the stress of not knowing what comes next, and uh, is this reality? It's like a pseudo, uh, like <laughs> pseudo thinking of um, it might be other planes of uh, existences co correlating to your own existence. Future yeah. and reality just blends, you know. Like parallel uh, space continuums, parallel yeah, times. Yeah. But I am prepared, you know. I am prepared yeah. for it. <laughs> Still, so, I'm prepared. Yeah, I love that line. I love that line. For me, it feels very blaze. It's like, like I know I'm the underdog. I know that they'll, they'll catch up to me. But even so, I'm prepared. You know, that, that line is kind of you know. I think it's kind of motivating. It's almost yeah. like you know, Rocky Four type thing. 
down. I'm motivated, you know. I'm still going for this, but I'm scared. And I mean, yeah, virtual reality was big at the time, hence the title. Yeah, great cover. I just, I just have to say, I think the cover is awesome. I have never even underrated. Eh, it's an underrated cover. Yeah, I have never thought about the cover at all until I. Um, updated myself on the song today and uh, watched the cover and thought, "Wow, this is actually a brilliant cover." Actually, I have I have to say. I guess the downside would would be the football field. It's almost like we shoehorned in there, just like Harry's is like it's the eleventh album in it. <laughs> it's the eleventh yeah. album. Oh, not not yeah, World Cup in it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <And> also, <laughs> what is real <laughs> football? You, you spoke real. before about Swedish. TV. I remember that World Cup. Swedish TV. They follow the band so much, and there is like a, a clip yeah. that I, I don't think it make any sense to splice it in here. It's in Swedish, and it's mostly fun with the images. But it's a clip from uh, like Maiden playing an indoor football event in, in Stockholm because they did this football. Promotion yeah, for version eleven, and they're playing there. And the Nifelheim yeah. brothers, previously mentioned in this podcast, are obviously there with their enormous uh, <laughs> studs, you know, and uh, and just like ah. Have you ever um? Have you ever seen the um interview clip where um? I think Yannick had to. I don't know. Yannick, he he was elsewhere, and they got like another stand-in guy, like for the interview. Like and, another, and also, the, also, there's a standing guy or from sinking or hand sinking, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a guy actually on the song they they quoted that you know they could have oh, did really? Angel the Gambler yeah. uh, a shortened version not not the in Sweden I think they did it yeah yeah it was in Sweden send us up it and they yeah yeah they, but they didn't play the the whole full you know ten year long don't you version don't you think I'm a shaver <laughs> don't you think I could shave your wife no so they <laughs> yeah. didn't do all that yeah. I tell oh. you I tell you my favorite part of that song like the the occasional like mm, that Blaze will do every now and again like I laugh at that every time. Mm. <laughs> I, I think uh, apologies for that song, but yeah, it's not great, and we already dealt with it. So no, you covered I think, that. I think one, they yeah. could. Yeah, well, yeah, we're still so, on future. Yeah. Uh, let's look at lyrics yeah. and uh, a little bit more. What do you think, Eric? Do you have like a line or something that sticks out to you? I, I would say like even so, I'm prepared. I agree with that. That one sits in there. I like that one. Uh, it just sort of. I, I haven't really um, analyzed these too too thoroughly, but to me, reading this, some of it makes me think maybe there's a bit of. Um, like if you have a line, let's see. There's one that stuck out a little bit. Uh, when, uh, whenever anyone, uh, when everyone seems to treat me like a freak, that maybe things. Maybe this is sort of like a little bit due to the sort of the backlash he got when he joined the I band. I think so because it's Bailey lyrics. Yeah, we, we didn't say mm. it's a Harry's Bailey track. I figured. I thought it was yeah. a Harry's only until today, but yeah. No, it's, it's so. There's some of that that probably is a little bit about. Um, oh, did they co-write it together then? Yeah, yeah. and it's oh, a song okay. he, he right. featured it quite often himself um, because he yeah. tried to stay with I've songs. I've heard him do it live before. He stayed with songs he wrote, part of, mm, partially what yeah. wrote, except for Sign of the Cross, he said, because it was his favorite track yeah, from his yeah. era with the band. Good choice. Mm. That's, a strong, that's a strong song. Mm. Look forward to that. Uh, I also wanted to like kind of tie the knots together with the production, uh, like a, f a quick versus Virtual Eleven production or X Factor. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, as the X Factor is. I mean, it's it's a lot more gritty, um, and I I enjoy that. And they really try to like expand. I don't know, not expanding, but if you look at the Fear of the Dark album, it's um, exploring for perhaps right. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's contemporary. Um, with uh, fear of fear of the dark, um, 
and the the X factor is exploring. That's a good good word actually, because uh, it's such a dark introduction album for Blaze. Yeah. I think. Um, so uh, the X factor is a more exciting album because they are going for a theme. It's 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 not just darker, but. So everybody thinks uh, purely sound-wise, sonic-wise, which one do you yeah. prefer? Oh, yeah, X-Factor. Yeah, X-Factor, yeah, yeah. okay. Mm. Yeah. It's quite a divide there. I, I can't really pick. I think I had like I was texting with you, Dan, the other day, and you, you said uh, Virtual Eleven. You preferred mm. Sonic. Yeah, yeah, I prefer prefer the sound of it, but, but in terms of content, I prefer the X-Factor by a long way. Yeah. yeah, interesting albums though. They're always yeah. going to be an interesting set of albums. Mm. They're never going to be a bore, really. This is almost kind of exciting, and I like the yeah, hotly debated even now, aren't they? Also, yeah. Peter bringing up mm. now. I thought that was interesting. The kind of the fear in the song too, like the paranoia or being chased, and uh, yeah. how that could mm. even be Blaze being chased. You know, because he's he had yeah. an uncomfortable position, one of the more uncomfortable, yeah. I would say, in the rock history. Mm-hmm. doing this yeah, and it's, it's, it's almost at the level like imagine being him and maybe like turning it down just because i can't take it <laughs> i can't take the pressure i got the mm-hmm. gig it's the the gig everybody wants but can i do it you know i do admire how i'm um, positive like he is about everything like even now like there are people who yeah he's people who hate him but he, he doesn't give a fuck you know and fair play to him I, I really like him a lot like personally and um i like a lot of a lot of his music too uh yeah He's handled, he's handled the whole thing very gracefully mm. and very in a very sort of... Uh, it helps that he's such a fan of Bruce and Friend. And Friend, too. Like, these guys like each other. Yeah. yeah. Already, like, you can look at the old Wolfsbane, our maiden tour, and they would be like, you know, take stage together for the, yeah, for the maiden yeah. encore. They never did that with an mm. outsider in any other context. Like, they bring an outsider up for the encore. No. And Bruce would joke about them looking so much alike, which they apparently did at that time, you know. Not so much yeah. today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Raven Age. <laughs> Imagine if they came on to like Nepotism. play Iron Maiden with the group. People like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Two thousand. <laughs> would you would you would you guys do that? Quick uh, question, like Eric, if you had like a brother or something, and you you were super successful, would you like do the nepotism and bring him in on your bill? Is he okay in in this version of things? Is he actually good at what he does? He's as good as Lauren Harris or. Um, yeah. So no, then I always no. Yeah, maybe I think so, but uh, it's yeah, I probably would because uh, I debate that uh, one. It's, a hard, it's a hard question, though. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. really hard really question. Hard. It's like, would you abuse the power, perhaps? Well, I mean, I'll say, I'll say this: there's a, there's a guy who's like, who uh, in uh, uh, I think minimal chance he'll hear this. Uh, I'm not going to say any names. I see him; he's like a brother to me. And uh, when when we recently sort of had to, um, we're in a position where we're trying to find a new singer. He was very quick to go. I'll do it, and I was like, "Yeah, but you know, it's, it's yeah, we're good, man." It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But also, he can sing. He just he can't do what I want that right. to be. Right. He's not right for that. Now, there's a difference between jumping up on stage for a little bit and like you know, then fucking or actually being the singer. Very much so, but, yeah. yeah so. And mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine yeah. it's the same with every band. Like, there's internal politics too. Uh, me and Peter, we stuck mm-hmm. together for quite a bit. Uh, so we had yeah. what we call like the crooked school of rock. How we we kind of got to know this in all, from all the wrong angles, but in, in the end, it kind of works out. But that means yeah. like if there's an internal conflict in a band, we can have a side chat and like uh, bring that mm-hmm. up on the side. You know, so it's a lot of that too. You know, like it's usually not one unit. Usually, the band has units within it. 
And I think yeah, at yeah. this time, our maiden was possibly more divided. I think Nico was like eyes on the prize, the prize being Bruce Dickinson. You know, he was like <laughs> set on that at this time, and you can hear it in his drumming. Um, when yeah. Bruce was doing a bit of a press for the new album, like he mentioned um, how Nico was really like angry, like when he came in the studio, like, "Whoa, what the fuck are we recording a new album for?" <laughs> you know, like, could you imagine what he would have been like back in the fucking virtual eleven days? God, I mean, you're out of order, mate. You're out of order. I'm not fucking out of order, mate. You you're said a I'm out of order. Off, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not out of order. You're bang out of order, Nick. I tell you, I'm not fucking out of order. That's a good one. Yo. I love that argument. So good. Uh, let's uh, wrap up the lyrics then with you, Dan. Uh, anything else on it? Uh, like, uh, um, I, I sort of I like ha- the lyrics. I would say. Just I do. I, I haven't really analysed them overly, but they they feel very kind of like frenetic, frenetic and frantic, and like in keeping with the, the tempo of the song. And um, well, it's about a bloke, right? Trying to. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's I don't definitely know the, about um, a bloke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, they're all about a bloke, aren't they? Or a woman. Uh, no, I think they're quite fitting, you know, for what they are. And um, I, in in recent memory, I can't think of Maiden doing a more uh, to the point track than Future Real, apart from Wicker Man, maybe. But even that, that that's a bit um, a little bit slower, I think. But but they they tend to um, plod a lot more now, don't they? I know they're a lot older, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I remember actually when um, the Matter of Life and Death came out, there, I was re- reading a um, like review tagline that said like a uh, Maiden now. Um, march where they once galloped, you know. So like they they're kind of like growing old a bit more gracefully and and yeah, and they've they've, they've carried that over for the last um you know twenty five years or whatever. But um but you know I really really like Future. It's really really good track for me. Um I first heard it um pretty early on when I got into Maiden because I bought the album Edward the Great and uh, that along with Man on the Edge were both on um, the album. With and Bruce, at, at right? First. Or did they already? No, do no, 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 no. With Blaze, okay. they yeah, stayed real yeah. for that one. It was later when they did Somewhere Back in Time. They yeah, kind of yeah. replaced everything with Bruce. And I remember at the time thinking like, oh, that's a bit different. I, I didn't know that they were two different singers at the time, but I found out um, soon enough after. But it, even then, it took me quite a fair. It took me a long time to actually like give the the Blaze era a proper go. But I, I do think yeah. there is a lot to be um, to to like in that um, in the two albums, but. But yeah, overall, I definitely prefer X Factor, and Virtual Eleven's a bit, uh, I don't know, yeah, <laughs> not, mean, that, to, not too good for me. But yeah, to conclude on the on the lyrics and go into the music. I think mm. it, it has that theme of being fear, the fear of getting caught, or the fear of something catching up with you. I I, I was thinking again yeah. about the song I dropped in a way earlier episode. It was a Brave New World episode. I talked about Locomotive Breath uh, by Jethro Tull, a big band for oh, Steve. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And that song yeah. is about development and how you... And we also mentioned Clutch, you can't stop the progress. Uh, I kind of hinted on it and Eric picked it up, which is nice. I love Clutch. And uh, and the, that whole theme, it's in Future Real too, isn't it? Like, you can't stop it. It's just going. Mm. And yeah, we, yeah. we really we live in those times, more so now than then. AI, data mining, and comment yeah, bait, yeah, clickbait. And it's like, you're, you're like a victim to this in a way. Mm. Uh, so I think it's more stressful now than in, in 97 or 98, I would say. Prophetic. Yeah, perhaps. where will it continue to go from here? You know, imagine how it would be in another 10, 15 years. Uh, yeah, like Can't I imagine I... like going into the <laughs> woods, just, you know. Just wait five years more, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, mm. maybe. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it is scary. It is scary. I, I, it wasn't a podcast, mm. Pod of Thunder, one I listened to, and one of the guys there, a very funny guy, he said, like, a guy should never sing I'm scared in a song. It doesn't sound good. Like, it's, it's weak. But I think it works. I think it works. Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, heart on your sleeve type deal. And um, mm. what is real? Future real. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's a that's a that's a, that's a very weird stance. So that you shouldn't be able to sing that you're scared about something. That's a pretty primal emotion. Why wouldn't you? Why would you not put that in your has that part of your palate just because you know some 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 guys on a fucking kiss podcast think you're you're, you're weak. You got to look manly, innit? <laughs> <laughs> the dude is born We're in the sixties. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, just you know. <laughs> <laughs> part of sort of the human experience is being scared of stuff. So, and if you, if you claim you're not scared of things, you're fucking lying. That's pretty much the. That's I think it's right. You know, right. Again, yeah. I, my, probably delightful gentleman. I have no idea who these people are. But I would I, say kind of he builds his character on speaking thoughtlessly, thoughtlessly, even more so than I do. You know, so he's, he's like, uh, it's fun huh. to throw shit out there and see what yeah, comes and then back. So, and then later, someone gets annoyed, like another podcast. Right. That, like, that's, that's I, am, I, yeah. I am the Black Wizards. Didn't particularly like my take. Shit take. Did, did, wait, wait, no, did, 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 we, did we lose him, or is he, is he with us? No. I don't know, but I mean, he's been mentioned twice, so if I mean, so was if, attention, if you're out there, you got it. Then, you know, give us a shout out. Be nice also, I like Emperor. It's an Emperor name, yes. Yeah. So, like, I can't really be an enemy of that guy. Well, no, you weren't okay. an enemy. All you were just, you just said something, you, were, you, 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 you answered pretty, in a pretty kind of friendly kind of way to sort of diffuse the situation. Yeah, yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Oh, what are you, are you talking about the guy who gave you a bit of hate mail? The yeah, other it was week? actually from our episode. Hate mail. Yeah, that's a yeah, strong yeah, word, right? He said anthrax to Jonathan's apartment. Yeah, anthrax. Right? The Death band. of the Swedes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope this anthrax finds you well. <laughs> yeah, anthrax. Oh, yeah. I mean, you joked about that last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all cool. I think it's nice also with a bit of emotion, right? Uh, it's cool that you get emotional from things because I do quite yeah, like definitely. that album. And I mean, also in that episode, we put For the Great Good God on the list, and uh, you yeah. said it was your favorite album. It's like, it was a lot of love in there, but that little yeah, bit of, yeah. uh, of critique was still too much. And uh, I see that as a yes. kind of cool thing as well. You know. Passion. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, actually, whilst we're kind of on that topic, you know um, Malcolm Dime passed Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, right. like, I, yeah. I, looked at a, um, I looked at a Maiden forum earlier, and... Um, Somebody uh, posted the link, and you know, a few people were saying like, you know, rest in peace and everything. But the, the, but there was one guy. He left a comment like, uh, "Oh, he left a really bad review of the X Factor back in 1995." Like, I don't <laughs> fucking care that he's dead. Like, that's a bit, that's, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> like, oh, fucking hell, man. You know, like, fuck you. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> really, actually, you yeah. know, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> That's not okay. I mean, uh, I did yeah, joke I about know. him being the Nosferatu of uh, British rock oh, journalists yeah, yeah, because he really looks like Nosferatu. Before he died, though, right? So was it. Yeah, but it was rumored already. It was in a private chat uh, with, with Dan here, but it was rumored, rumored already uh, by Louise, yeah. who is also in our Facebook group. And he's this guy that has a ton of info. Yeah. Some people think, does he really have all this info? But, uh, you know, he's got a lot anyway. Um, yeah, he put it up on Twitter um, before it got announced. And I, I replied to him like, yeah. really? Yeah, and then he replied to me today, like, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, now I know because, you know, everyone's reposting it. But So he asked me yeah. if I felt bad about the Nosferatu remark, but no, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> he, really, he really looks like Nosferatu, and that's pretty yeah. cool. And yeah, I does, always yeah. liked him, you know, like he's one of those, he's very British, yeah. you know. And it, Al and it, goes, yeah. Somehow, some way, we have a Brit here, so it's fun to air this. But somehow, if it's a music documentary, you want like a Brit coming in there. And I mean, being, <laughs> being yeah. very British, and he's talking about mm. British music in a British way. 
I don't know. Mm. Yeah. He was that kind yeah. of guy. You know. Malcolm Dunn. There's him. There's there's yeah. guy. There's another guy who like I remember seeing Malcolm Dunn quite a bit, and I remember Tommy Vance. He, not that he did. Not that he had the same job whatsoever. Oh, I remember. I remember yeah, seeing yeah. him quite a bit. That, 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 you know, he used to do the. I really dug the. He used to do the Friday Rock Show on VH1. That was really cool. Um, yeah, um, there's an interview with him uh, uh, interviewing Bruce right before he came back. Yeah, before yeah, Brave New World, one, and like yeah. he's trying to get a bit of dirt, a bit of dirt from him about the um, virtual Eleven and X Factor. Yeah. And Bruce is like. Nah, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I respect them and uh, I'm not going to try and, you know, fall into your clickbait. You know, that was before clickbait was even a thing. But, but it um, was the same but, thing, for sure. Yeah. Mm. That's the interesting part, like, uh, with um, Ozzy claiming he'd never heard the Dio Sabbath. I never listened to that <laughs> oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, he heard it. Oh, I never heard, heard that stuff. Before. I never heard it before. That's like, that's <laughs> like also, we, we discussed at length, uh, and I even mentioned this when I was on Fergal's pod, uh, that's it's it's so ridiculous that the official Black Sabbath website doesn't include all that stuff in the discography. So it just goes from like fucking you know never never say die or whatever it is up, and then all of a sudden you know the reunion stuff happened. That's right, like, yeah, right. That, that's really yeah. they t- haven't even included that, heaven and that, hell. And no. that just Blimey. it just feels dirty not to acknowledge acknowledge you know mm. uh, yeah. the whole discography. That that is just nuts. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean what? Yeah, I think even, with a, pre- even with priest. Yeah, they should play songs from the Ripper era. I mean, even if I, if I if I recall, and I don't know, but uh, if I recall when we discussed this initially, you and me, Jonathan, we checked, and those the the, the Ripper albums aren't even on Spotify, right? Exactly, really? that's like oh. a nineties type thing. That some albums just fall between the cracks, yeah. and you have to wait for a re-release, and maybe mm. no one is up to doing it. No, and they kind of, but they they, but like for, for for like the Sabbath stuff, there is like there's one or two albums that aren't on Spotify, you know, but there's different reasons behind that. Uh, not, but it seems like it's just ridiculous not to acknowledge that you know it'd be one thing if they did like one album and the guy turned out to be like you know I don't know, but these are beloved people love these albums some of these things some yeah. some you know for some people like Heaven and Hell is is the album not I mean not I, I love it it's not my favorite Sabbath mm. album but just yeah. not just not even you know acknowledge that happened so they don't even acknowledge Dio era they, they sure as hell don't acknowledge you know all the other guys <laughs> who came <laughs> after that. I guess it was funny. It's also the larger than life thing because Dio didn't particularly recognize the Aussie era. He was uh, pretty no. crap on those songs, which is no. weird because I've said many times he's the best singer in heavy metal so far. But like when he mm-hmm. sang War Pigs, it, it like it, you'd rather have Jack Black doing it. Honestly, it would Jack have sounded Black actually, more. You know, I mean, yeah. I, know, yeah, yeah, I know he's a great yeah. singer, he's but great I mean singer. he's also a jokester. But it sounded more yeah. like a joke or parody when Dio did it. Like he didn't respect mm. the but, vocals. But when Jack like, Black yeah, sings a song. Like I heard him do, I, 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 there was a, there was somewhere there used to be a clip of him doing Heaven and Hell actually, uh, acoustic. Sing me a song. No, no, he didn't do. He didn't do like. He didn't do like yeah, that, That's when he's joking around. That's when he's finishing. Uh, that guy can really, really vocalist. sing. Yeah, yeah. And Yeah, I like him. But like when he, when he's singing, uh, you know, when he's singing uh, something like, for instance, I've heard that he also I have heard him do. I think he has done. It's not War Pigs. He's done some other Sabbath besides Heaven and Hell. And the difference mm-hmm. between him doing it and Dio doing it, he wants to do that song. He loves that song. He wants to, he wants to do that one. Maybe Dio's not too thrilled with War Pigs or the Aussie era. Mm. Uh, but that, that's why it's so cool with Maiden that Dickinson is thrilled to do Sign of the Cross. Yeah, and he is thrilled Clansman, to do Clansman. And, and like, it's been a while, but even Man on the Edge, virtual, uh, Man on the Edge, Future Real, and uh, Lord of the Flies, he put his best in there. Yeah. And I mean, for us fans, uh, for, for, for guys that like both of them, it's fun to compare. And quite often, like, you land on Blaze. Like, mm. oh, I prefer this with Blaze. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man on the Edge, Clansman, mm. perhaps. Uh, sometimes even Sign of the Cross. Even though I think Bruce's adaption is absolutely brilliant and maybe brought it up yeah. to, to mm. the level it was already on as a song. Mm. Yeah. Never got to break. 
We should do a bit of music. We have another tune as well, so yeah, let's get, uh, let's get, let's get, yeah, yeah, and, it, right. and it, it's not going to be that uh, complicated. I, I can play a riff because this is a nice riff. It's been a while since I played it, but been a while. I I mm. It's been a while. Yeah. It turned out to be insane. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I think I used him as an example before with something with you, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, it's, we had a while of a, a, a pause in podcasting, and I was like, insert stained. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he 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 makes Ted Nugent seem sane. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of. <laughs> you know, you know, I love Ted Nugent. Though, I know, so. but I mean, yeah, I, I didn't mean. Music. Even Tom Morello loves Ted Nugent. You know, no, no, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just talking about his his other. Yeah, you know. Um, Anyway, the riff goes like... Sorry. That's a very cool... Yeah, you you got that note for note near enough, didn't you? It it was a bit off time, though. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. What would you say? A bit array. A bit array. Array. As the drummer would say. Array? Ill-advised. It wasn't that far. But yeah, it's the the first... (laughs) It's the first three notes of the E minor scale. It's literally like E, oh, really? F sharp, G. But uh, okay. nice arrangement of them, you know. I think it like, uh, because it has this, it's rolling a bit, you know. Uh, Tornado of Souls by Megadeth. Uh, It's groove. Yeah, it's groovy, but I would say, uh, for me at least, it's more like a classic lead riff. Because it's a riff, but also it's a lead. And they use mm-hmm. that lead to um, develop it into another lead part where the lead riff is the the fundament. And that's where the song Future Real, for me at least, actually hits... It hits harder when they develop the lead riff into the other note. Na, na, na. I'm sorry to have to sing, but yeah, and just place is shadow boxing live. Box, box, yeah, that's awesome. I really enjoy they take take the very minimalistic lead riff and develops it 
to have uh, have the uh, yeah the the bridge the bridge yeah 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 um, it has kind of a also a Wickerman verse the verse is like similar mm, yeah invaders has that riff too like uh, reusing it again and again and it's a lot of energy um, musically I think this song is pretty much for me perfect like I don't I wouldn't change a thing it has a long weird solo by Dave should we listen to that it's been yeah. a while since I it's been yeah, a while I love that solo yeah do it. I like also how they take that riff lead and put it in between the vocals. Like yeah. now. Yeah. It's, that's cool. Do you believe what you hear? Can you believe what you hear? Yeah, we've been on to that, like squeezing in syllables, like yeah. painful for a singer. A singer just wants to soar above it, you know, and not like mark every note on the bass. Yeah. But um, yeah, cool, cool verses and a little bit tongue twister. And uh, I tell you, well, one thing I, I do find the um, like deliv- delivery and cadence of the, the chorus. I do find it a bit funny, like the way I can just did imagine like Blaze, like, did you believe what you see? like grabbing, grabbing something like, do you believe what you hear? Can you believe what you hear? <laughs> like, <laughs> a stranger, like, a stranger yeah, on, yeah, the, on the metro, daughter or yeah, whatever, a stranger you know? on the metro in the morning going to work. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe what you see? Do you believe what you feel? Do you believe what you hear? I really need to know. It's like a conspiracy theorist <laughs> yeah. accosting students as they leave their college lecture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a bit like, actually that's a good image for this. We had one. I don't know if you heard. Uh, don't look to the eyes of a stranger, Peter. But we had in that one we had like a looking for a parking spot, and uh, you find yeah, oh, one and, and you think that's love that's that not one. good enough. So you leave that one, and then someone takes it, yeah. and the stress increases. <laughs> and then we had like the, the, the yeah. narration of uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, like you're yeah. looking for a spot. It's not that good, and it's not uh, good enough. <laughs> and now yeah. it's gone. You're lost. <laughs> uh, listing things, listing unfortunate. I think I, um, I said to Eric a long time ago that um, you could apply that to um, the man who would be king as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh like yeah, a, yeah. He's looking for the. Oh, I can't Maybe remember. Maybe one like, of my least listened to Maiden tracks to yeah. date. So like, obviously, when the when the episode comes, I'll have to listen. Yeah, but That'll be fun. Yeah. It has some yeah. wacky parts. Yeah, looking forward to There's that. some cool things. There's some really cool things on that one. I do. I do enjoy yeah, it. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, let's listen to the solo um, as well. Because it's pretty long in a 255 track, the solo. Future real. What is real? Hey! I like that. that little bit. This is very freeform. Also, double tracked. Some harmonies. Super Dave. Super Dave. Super Dave. <laughs> and then shadow boxing. When they played it in '99, when they got to the solo, who doubled up with Dave? Was it Adrian or Yannick? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, they did double it up, right? It's cool when they yeah. do this. Yeah, they, yeah. Which mm. examples do we have? We have uh, Evil Dead Men do. So I, I know when they do Trooper, yeah. um, Yannick and Adrian do it together, don't they? They do. And it sounds really cool. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because they sound so different, and yet they can play in unison. Mm, because yeah. when you play in unison, if you play a little bit off pitch wise, that's going to like stick yeah. out like a sore thumb, you know? It's going to be way worse than one uh, guy playing off. Uh, off pitch if it's two guys yeah. and they're like yeah. have this discrep- discrepancy mm. going it sounds like shit mm. 
It's cool yeah. that they can do that. And uh, they doubled it live, did they? Uh, yeah, I think they did. I think it did. Yeah. Right, then we have to listen to that too. We do indeed. Mm. Future real. From the uh, 1999 one, anyway. Probably not from the 98 one. Right. Well, they wouldn't have had anyone to play the rhythm guitar during the solo, would they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> and everything, and everything, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> listen to Nico here. It's better. This is like Brave New World, Nico. Pumped up. Pumped up. Do you know, he he, um, he was doing cocaine up until like 10 years ago, wasn't he? Nick? Oh yeah, he did quite a bit of cocaine, yeah. The old uh, Colombian marching powder. <laughs> the old Colombian marching powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, got the old Colombian marching powder, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out, like, I don't think anyone under like 60 calls with that. <laughs> No, I don't yeah, think so. I think I do, yeah. It's very David Coverdale. <laughs> I think of David Coverdale that's instantly. That's like a dad, like a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any Colombian marching powder, my son? <laughs> hey, mate, you got any Charlie? The old, the old Charlie. <laughs> or, or that's like, I've also heard, heard that apparently referring to marijuana as... Uh, the old wacky tobacco is also a very thing. Wh- wacky tobacco, ah, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's an, uh, an awesome uh, expression. Devil's yeah. Lettuce. I yeah, like Devil's Lettuce. Devil's Lettuce. <laughs> Flanders. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Flanders. <laughs> Shout out to Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> the physique on that guy, you know. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's ripped. Also, he's a cartoon. Just to, just to get that out <laughs> Sadly. Sadly, it's a yellow cartoon. Well, 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 I mean, what would you what, what would you do if he wasn't a cartoon? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, I guess like, uh, start a company with him. That's very that is very okay. strangely specific. Solo time. Uh, okay, so here they have a bit of pitch discrepancy, but it still sounds pretty good. Pretty cool. It must be Adrian doing the shots and the others yeah, leading okay. working. Yannick would be completely chaotic, wouldn't he? Yeah, you get pumped, right? I think so. Very much so. There's one last listening example before leaving it, because um, uh, we addressed before, Blaze did it live quite a bit, and it sounds a bit different with him. So I'm going to play a bit of that too, from as live as it gets. Very different sound Mm. to this band, right? They tuned it down, haven't they? Are they in flat tuning, you reckon? Or, uh, E-flat, probably, I, yeah. I, I could hear E-flat, a double yeah. pedal in this, uh, yeah. in this drum. Yeah. This was when Eric Singer still, still played. Great drummer, oh, yeah. but apparently a horrible yeah. guy, Great. according to Blaze. Right. Overall, you can hear the sound of this band is way more click track oriented, too. More studio musician. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they use the click live. It sounds like that to me. Top, top, top. How can you tell that? By the evenness of the tempo, but I'm not the king of this. Oh, okay. And you can hear the guitar really laying into the eights. Okay. I mean, really yeah. going, if you think tick tock tock, you hear the guitar just laying down yeah, yeah. after the quarter notes all the time. Okay. And I think they will add more harmony now. They add the third. Maiden style. Yeah, I can hear that, yeah. Anyway, I think thought that was a nice way to finish the future real part of this. Uh, also, like yeah. the band he had in the beginning of Blaze, when it was just called Blaze, I thought it was a brilliant band. 
really cool, very metallic oriented. Mm. Like they were looking for these master puppets, tightness and punch and uh, clarity yeah. and heaviness. And they kind of found it. Mm. Um, I, I wish that album would have done better. I think it's, it would have deserved way better. Future Real is a very, very nice track. Uh, a great track, actually. Uh, one of the I best so tracks. Too. from Yeah, from, from, from Virtual Eleven. It's one of the better tracks, for sure. Mm. Uh, at least for me. Um, yeah, me too. yeah, definitely. It's a banger. On, on this part, we're very partial to Como Estas Amigos. Not everyone mm. is. But I just like mm, that song. Yeah. I just like it a lot. And then... Of course, I would mention yeah, this. Same. I would mention, mention Clansman. I'm also very much a fan of Educated Fool, which we've done before. I think I even forced it onto the yeah, list. I, I think I put it on yeah. the list. I'm not sure. I think so, but I, well, that sort of begs the question. Yeah. Is this one going on the list? And I say, yes, it is. Yeah, for me, definitely. Mm. Peter? I'm not sure uh, which other songs are on the list already, but yeah, yeah, it's a good song. It's... Uh, it's the Blaze era, and uh, this is one of the better songs with, with Blaze. So mm. I would say yes. I waited purposely until last, because if you all had said no, I would have overruled it. <laughs> this has to be on the list. <laughs> this song kicks ass. <laughs> I, I kind of like it more than The Wicker Man, in a way. But not mm. really. Yeah. Because The Wicker Man, it kind of signifies a triumph in a way that is hard to beat. Like It's, not, it's yeah. not really about the actual components of the song as much as it is about the triumph. It's like Adrian is back. He's taking right, center so, stage. Yeah, he's coming yeah. up center stage. It's two and a half. No, not two and a half million. It's two hundred fifty thousand people in Rock and Rio. And it's like da 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 da. Oh, gotcha. That's the like a moment in rock. I think it's mm, as big yeah. as when like uh, Richie played the da 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 da. The the right guy doing the right thing, which everyone can do, but it's still the mm. right guy doing the right thing. There you go. Have you um completely off topic? Uh, Whilst we're talking about iconic moments in rock, uh-huh. uh, did you see the video of a DJ Khaled playing guitar or Khalid, whatever his name is? Did you ever? I did not. Ever see that video? Oh man, it was terrible. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get <laughs> he, it on Blu-ray. He got he got I'm given a um, he got given a guitar by the um, by the Marley family, and uh-huh. uh, there's a video of him like on YouTube, like not even fucking playing it. Like oh, I have to right. I have to show it to you too after. But, wasn't, yeah, wasn't there? Wasn't there? Gentlemen, gentlemen. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I really have to. Yeah. Have a nip to the loo and uh, have a cigarette. All right, Do we have time. We definitely got time for yeah, that. We're always like fluid here, so just pop in when you're back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll just keep going. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go grab my final sun and steel. Do that. Oh. All right, rivet heads. This is future Jonathan, editor Jonathan speaking to you. And uh, yeah, just here to say that we did it again. Uh, We couldn't finish two even short songs like this in a single episode. So Gangland up for the next episode with the same crew. And yeah, I should mention the social medias. Uh, We are on Instagram, Made in AZ Pod. We are on Twitter, Made in AZ Pod. We are on Facebook with uh, Made in AZ Pod Friends of the Beast, a group. And we have regular old email, madeinazpod at gmail.com. Up the irons and scored from the north. Did you um? Did you turn around to him after and go, "Do you believe what you hear? Can you believe what you feel?" He had the same name as me too, Jonathan. It was important, you know. Very so important. you feel like there can be only one. You're like, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs>